Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Chewing the Gristle, a podcast of doom and destruction. I'm your host, Greg Cock, Gregory Cockery, or the Gristle Man, if you will. We're going to have extemporaneous conversations with a variety of very powerful musical friends. We're going to converse about life, liberty, and the pursuit of musical savagery. Is that wrong? I don't think so. So tune in. Brought to you by our friends at Wildwood Guitars of beautiful Louisville, Colorado. Fishman Transducers of the majestic and powerful community known as Andover, Massachusetts. Can you dig it? Our next guest on Chewing the Gristle is... He's quite a character. You've seen him on Curb Your Enthusiasm. You've seen him on The Goldbergs. You've seen him on a million different movies. This guy has had a career of unparalleled success and glory, if I may be so bold as to throw that forward. But he's also a guitar buddy. He loves guitars. He loves Wildwood guitars. And I've had the good fortune of hanging out with him a couple times in person. And we thought, what the heck? Let's have a chat with the mighty Jeff Garland. Stay tuned. Hi, Greg. How are you, Jeffrey? Are you doing well? I'm a young nurse. I'm doing fantastic. I'm not on the front lines. Well, that's a good thing. It's a little crazy out in your neck of the woods these days with these pestilential fires and such. Well, by the way, yesterday was our first breakthrough up here. I'll show you. How do I do this? No, it doesn't do it. Oh, here. I'll just do it. Oh, here. Is it working? Boom. It shows up for a half second. Then I... <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, fuck it. But point being is, yesterday was the first day where it was where I went in my pool. I relaxed in my backyard. I haven't gone outside, you know, because it's been, it's literally been as if you're in a, I'm not even exaggerating, a smog. Like right. a, a fog, a fog, a fog. A fog. Uh-oh. Like you drive late at night and there'd be a fog and you can't see. That's how it was all through my backyard. And it was all smoke. Oh, but it is lessening up somewhat. There's a, a respite from the, the pestilence. A respite just occurred yesterday and it's continuing. And one only hopes that the uh, uh, firefighters uh, get more done. I mean, that's they're the most remarkable fuckers now. Oh, my right. God. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, no, we need to get t-shirts like that. Remarkable f- fuckers here. I'm a remarkable fucker here. Yeah. Yes, the legions of remarkable yeah. fuckers. That's my stage. Yes. You know, I so, think we uh, crossed the envelope of profanity on our on our on our podcast here, which I think is good. I think that's all. I, uh, I assume we've started. Yes, we're just going to go. We're just going to go. Yeah. We're going to chat. And we're going to see what happens. All right. Thank you. Well, let me ask you this. Obviously, with the, uh, you know, these strange times that we're in, uh, you've been kind of, you, you've started shooting stuff again or not so much? Are you still kind of? Oh, like, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, I, I, um, I'm in a, uh, I, I did. I, I'm back to work on the Goldbergs. And I just finished a movie where we stopped filming Right, you know, uh, on the Thursday night before everything shut down, right? Um, uh, with the Foo Fighters, ah, did a lot of guitar talking with all of them, actually. Excellent, yeah. Speaking of guitar, just give us some background because I think the word is out a bit now, obviously, that you've been. You've been uh, slinging some acts in public and, and doing some things with... Uh, no, well, well, by the way, I have not been slinging some acts. I mean, what has come out in the public is um, a guitar magazine profile on me and my guitars. I will stay private for a for the considerable future on my guitar playing i'm hoping to and i'm going to share this hey any any wildwood uh, uh fan and fan of yours can know this about me when this all changes and when i i, I think it'll be at the latest next fall in right. terms of gigging again i think music you could see if you wanted to and there's an outdoor area 
you could gig with social distancing and all that stuff. You could play your remarkable blues, my friend. That being said, uh, for what I do in comedy and especially my style of comedy, which is improvising, I need... Right. Uh, there's an energy. I, I know people till the end of time now, a small percentage of people are going to be going out wearing masks out of paranoia, out of having a, an illness of some sort. Um, so I'm OK with that. But I need 95, 90 percent of the audience to be packed in, present and not having a mask. That will not happen that I mean, the earliest that would happen is next fall. Right. So when that does, and when I go back out on on the um, on the road, I am going to be. Uh, I'm prepping right now. Do you know Molly Miller, the guitarist? Yeah, not personally, but I knew who that is. Yep. Yeah. Well, she is a friend of mine. She's working with me on um, teaching me really to to be able to play the blues in a not an unembarrassing fashion. Uh -huh. So, so when I go back on the road on stage to my right will be, well, because I'll be traveling. The only guitar to travel with is a telly. Um, I do love a good three thirty-five, but they are, uh, you know, here's what I always say. And I know, you know, this uh, Gibson and Fender, um, and I know there's other manufacturers of the guitars that people love, but Gibson and Fender make my favorite guitars, the Tele, the 335, and the Strat. Right. Uh, I also enjoy older Les Pauls with the, I have a 54 uh, Les Paul Custom with the uh, P90 and the Staple pickup. Right. And that's a delightful guitar. But in general, Tele number one, 335 number two, Strat number three. Yeah. That being said, what I, what I say, and anyone who really knows guitars knows this, and that is Fender makes great guitars that are tools. They are right. tools. My telly is a tool. It could also be used for warfare. That being said, that being said, Gibsons also make great guitars, but they are more like fragile works of art they're a little bit more sensitive they're a little more sensitive and they are much more works of art than fender guitars fender True. the it's a tool versus a, a, a work of art not that gibson's can't be used as a tool as long as you're gentle um whereas my telly good night any of them Right. You know, well, you know, you're the Telly King and you have your own guitar that's a Telly offshoot. And that is the tool and the tool for the road. So, uh, a little bit of a high sight. So, I will have a Telly, probably a Fender Princeton that I'll rent, uh, awesome. you know, uh, and, uh, you know, mic'd up, sitting with a stool to my right, far to my right. And I'm not going to mention it the whole night. Uh, and I do my show, which is improvised. I do a Q&A. I know I'll get asked about the guitar, and I'm going to pretend like it's not there. I will say goodnight, walk off, come back on about 10 seconds later, knowing that a third of the audience has left, sit down and do the song Boogie Chillin' by John Lee Hooker, and then leave the stage not saying a word. That is my... Uh, musical goal uh, like currently it. very specific uh yeah now in explaining if you will why i don't play guitar guitar in public there's two reasons um one is uh you know i'm a photographer and i had just had my first show but i had my first show 12 years in on taking pictures and i really feel that not that you need to master it before anyone, anything before anyone sees you, uh, but you got to be remotely proficient. Number two, I am not remotely proficient. So that has stopped me from, because being, this is going to sound strange to a lot of people, being a comedian and an actor and doing what I do, I'm very successful, therefore very, very busy.
Right. The way my the way my mind works is, I'll practice play. If I take any more than two weeks off, I'm back to square one. It's totally true. I got to relearn my chords, my scales, like everything. It's like it's like it all because. And I know this is long winded. I won't be as long winded. No, that's all right. Go, go, do your thing. I love it. When I have dialogue to learn on a show or a movie, I learn it. I, in order to feel free, I gotta know it, know it. Sure, but. Once I'm done shooting the scene, it's like there's a faucet on the side of my head and it's turned on and um, uh, uh, um, holy shit, it's all gone. So if they wanted to reshoot the scene an hour later, I'd have to work on learning my lines again. If they wanted to do it a week later, oh, I got a lot of work to do. So the point is, um, yeah, so I would be, I would be, Grooving on guitar, grooving on guitar, and then a month would go by because I literally be working six days a week, 12 hours a day, and I remember nothing, and I got to go back to square one. During the pandemic, um, I got I got a bit of I've, I've gotten a bit of a groove going, and I feel good. So we'll see what happens. Well, that's certainly true. I mean, you've got a when I talk to folks who. You know, how do I get better on guitar? And what do you suggest for a practicing schedule? I'm like, you know, a little bit every day beats like woodshedding one day a week. Without a doubt. By the way, and and truly, I don't even have it in me to do 10, 20 minutes a day when I'm working. Because I have, first off, when I have to be at work, I have to be at work when I'm filming pretty much anything. If it's a day shoot, 630 in the morning, have to be there. So, um uh, six thirty in the morning, and then um, holy shit! Uh, um, well, can you I'm walk us through that? Because I think you know people think, oh, you go to the thing, and it's you know lines well, are by low, the way, and, you know, <laughs> or whatever. By the way, <laughs> I have a. Uh, um, I've just now thought, you know, I have a 15, 20 minutes in my trailer, so generally I go at six thirty. Okay. I haven't slept that well. I don't sleep great. I film. I get there. I go into makeup. I run my lines with my dialogue coach. I'm doing this for until 1 o'clock when it's lunch. Then from 1 to 2, I don't eat lunch. I go in my trailer and I go to sleep. Ah. Then I get up at 2 and I'm filming again till about 7 at night. Okay. When I get home at night, jump in the shower and... I got nothing. I got nothing. I got, I, I got nothing, nothing, nothing. And I'm in bed by nine. And so, therefore, it all falls behind me. That being said, I, um, I have a, 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 an old custom shop Strat in my trailer with a Blues Junior. It was like the first amp I ever bought. That's a great uh, amp, I got. Yeah, it's a great amp. So I have that in my trailer, and... And now, ideal Jeff, if he comes out, will practice every day in his trailer. Yeah. I just wonder, will ideal Jeff be there or will Jeff who says, I got to fucking sleep if I'm going to work this afternoon? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I don't know who's going to show up. Uh, Who will the Jeff of the day be? Yes. And by the way, I just love guitar. I love everything about him. I've stopped for the most part, quote, collecting them. I sold off a lot of my collection. Although every guitar I had, the minimum thing that I wanted, no matter how cool a guitar it was, was that it was a great guitar and it sounded good. So I've gotten rid of pretty much everything. The only I, the only guitars that I have that are of any value are my, they're very valuable, is a, a 54 Les Paul Custom, but I bought it, refret it. And uh, okay. the tuners were replaced with, you know, custom shop old looking tuners. But I win because right. I get it. At, it wasn't repainted, which, you know, refinished, which is cool. But it's here's the thing. I had the opportunity to buy either that guitar or one exactly like it, all original in at least twice, if not three times better condition. but. The one that I 
took sounded a million times better. So I don't care about the collectability. One was so much better. And the other one I have, which will warm your heart, is a 53 Blackguard Yes. All original yes. with photos of the guy who who had it playing it in a fucking barn with a country band. I have it from the original owner. To me, I bought it, uh, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, and um, that is my that one. Like both of those guitars, the reason they're still with me is the '54 Les Paul. I play that. At the end of my... I was going to ask you if that was the one at the end of your Netflix special. That's the one at the end of my Netflix special. And, you know, I'm just playing open G and fucking around. And it's... Um, so it has meaning to me. And I also... It's it's so beaten and beautiful. Yeah. And then... But the guitar that I'll keep till the end of time is my Blackguard. I mean, to have a... a and it's that's worn from yeah, someone yeah. enjoying it. But as you know, come on, man, Blackguard's the bomb. Blackguard the- is, is that I'm more interested in Blackguards than I am 58, 59, 60 Les Pauls. Uh, I, I love, love Blackguards. I just bought, and you guys will know this, and anyone listening, I recommend buying this guitar um, so much, and I know that Wildwood has them. The 70th anniversary broadcaster. Oh, see, I haven't played one of those yet. Oh, you will be, you'll go, no, wow. It's a wow guitar. Um, Excellent. It's a wow guitar, and it's wired uh, differently. It's it's not like even the old wire. It's like a special, it's, it's fantastic, and it feels good, and I got a relict one. I mean, and by the way, you know, they have them in, there's a regular version, there's right. a custom shop version, and there's a master belt version. I got, having tested with a master belt, I got the custom shop one. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic. So anyone looking to get a Tele uh, guitar, I highly recommend uh, the Broadcaster. And for those of you going well, why is it called the broadcaster? That was the original name of the telecaster. Right. And then it was no caster because they got sued because of a drum set. I mean, exactly. people, most, most people listening to this know that story. And then it became the uh, uh, telecaster. Um, Have you ever been over to uh, Mr. Bonamassa's house? And, and, and I'm back. I'm back. He's back. Uh, it's just like ever- a phone call. Uh, have you ever been over to uh, Mr. Bonamassa's house and had a chance to play any of his guitars? No, I have not. I'm friends with uh, Luke, Steve Lukather, who yeah. lives who lives literally a half mile from me. He's um, a good man. Oh, he's a great man. And uh, Jimmy Vivino, okay. he, he and I, he and I are going to be. Oh, so dig this. Vivino and I are going to be starting a new show, and we'd love to have you as a guest. We're doing a show. You know how they have the Gibson TV thing now. Right, 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 right. He and I are going to have a show uh, on Gibson TV with us sitting in a room, just like we're talking, talking about life guitars with guitarists that we admire. You know, there'll be Joe Bonamassa will be on there. A Slash, I know, will be on there. Like, I'd love to have you on there. Um, I'm in. it would, by the way, it would be great. Yours would be probably the best possible episode we could have just based on what a raconteur you are. You're the most wonderful. You're That's a great a little player. Dirty. By the way, in all, in all sincerity about you is that you are as good a raconteur, a good, as good a storyteller and funny man as you are a guitarist. And you're a remarkable guitarist, so oh, well, that would make you... Remarkable. I'm now going to walk to get a drink in my in my delightful backyard, uh, which is now to everyone. This is my permanent. I'm going to keep this as my background all the time. Now. I like it. Yeah, I posted this on Instagram the other day, and I think I had a meeting, and I put it up behind me as a joke, and I forgot, <laughs> and now it's delightful. So I'm walking across my backyard to get a a. a, 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 a do they have a spin drift where you're at? Uh, I'm not familiar. Okay, Spindrift is um, like a Pellegrino type drink. Oh, okay, you know, a sparkly, no sparkly beverage. It's <laughs> look what it's doing. It's like my can. Oh yes, we do have that. I've had that delicious beverage. 
It is. And all the flavors are good. There's not one bad one. And I've heard one that I haven't had. There's a, uh, an iced tea one, you know, with like, with like ice, ice tea, like it's like a, um, a, um, what, what do they call that? The iced tea and lemonade. Um, Arnold Palmer. Palmer. Yeah, out of Palmer. So delicious. Well, I was just going to say because old Joe Bonamassa has a, a broadcaster, and I remember I was he visiting. does. Uh, he has, and you know, if he has the broadcaster, it's a motherfucker. Oh my lady. god! So he yeah. he's like, well, what do you want to see? You've seen the Les Pauls. I said, I'd really like to see your Telecasters, and he brought out that broadcaster. And I started playing. We plugged it in. I started playing, and he kept on bringing more out. Hey, check this one out. Check it. Out. I was like, no, I'm, I'm. I'm good with this <laughs> because it was just, it was amazing. The only guitar that I like outside of the Blackguards um, is the, is the uh, slab board, like the 5960. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really dig those. Uh, but I have really, now my Telecaster co- collection is truly my 70th anniversary broadcaster and my 53 uh, Tele. That's yeah. all I need. Yep. Because 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 that broadcaster that's coming on the road with me, man. Yeah. That's that's my road it. guitar. That's and also I love playing it at home too. And what's the uh, weight on that rascal? Is it nice and light? Nice and light. Yeah. It is not heavy like our our original broadcaster would be. Right. You know. As I like to say about Telecasters, I've said it many times, at the end of time, in a post-apocalyptic world, there will be Telecasters and cockroaches, and the tellies <laughs> will be in tune. And the tellies will be in tune! That, that- is correct, sir. That is correct. <laughs> it is, you know, it's so funny that, you know, every, I mean, the most popular guitar is probably the Strat, followed right. by the Les Paul. Yeah, you know, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the telly is the one guitar that you can duel with everyone in any style. Yep. You can't, I, you can't go up against someone with an L5 playing jazz, except with a telly. Right. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, you can't go up against somebody playing blues on their, on their, uh, um, strap, uh, in, in the right way. A telly can. Like the yeah. telly does everything, it and does. it has its own sound, its own sound. And I love like 1950s country, which yeah. is what it really, you know, popped out at. But I just, you know, but I also love. Look, don't get me wrong, I love the 335, and I love Strats. I love all guitars. I love watching you play all guitars. What did I watch you play recently? You know, I go into the. I, a lot of times, I'll just. I'd say once a month. I go into the Wildwood, you know, lair, as you say. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, what videos do they? Oh, there's a video of this one. Beautiful. And I can see every. That's another thing that's beautiful about Wildwood. I mean, whoever thought of bringing you in to do this, it's brilliant that you get to see. For the most part, sometimes you play one version of what there's three or four of, but. Right. The idea that someone could online go, gee, I wonder what it, oh, I can see and hear what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only see and hear what it sounds like, but by somebody who's going to really bring out all the stuff. And it's great. And I have a ball doing that, man. Oh, thank you. you know what? It's kind of funny. I actually, I had to pick out a couple of guitars and I, I used my videos, not because I wanted to see myself, but because there was like four guitars of the same type. And I picked like, oh, I want the lightest one, but let's hear what they sound like. And you could totally hear the difference between the guitars. I'm like, I'm taking that one. So it, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, it works. It does work. It does work. But the idea that someone could do that, you know, look, I'm not here as a, um, hold on, I got, I got the thing. Hold on. I'm not here as a, uh, I'm a proponent of wild guitars, but I'm not here as a, uh, you know, a spokesperson. But I have to say, it's just dealing with Wildwood is fantastic. And to look at those guitars and watch you. Like, all right, here's what I'll even say. If you've got time, look, anyone listening grooves to you. If someone, if there's one or two of you, go on Wildwood Guitars, hit on any video from the newer guitars all the way to the um, vintage guitars. And there's great videos of Greg playing them and he'll make you laugh. Um, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Hopefully I, well, way, that will be the case. Well, by the way, you know, you say that people ask me about, you know, with the world now, 
what am I going to do in terms of comedy? And I'm like, comedy's not changed. Right. It's the only thing that will work is if you're funny. See, when you see people canceled or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. Besides doing horrible things, a lot of people are uh, just canceled because they're idiots. What I mean by that is they go on their Facebook and they've gone, and I say their Facebook like an old man, but it's true. And so that's why I call right. it their Facebook. But they'll go on in blackface. They'll go on and make jokes. And here's the thing. None of it's funny. Right. So what you really have to do is try to avoid going for jokes in social media and the only people and just do it with your friends uh, that way they'll tell you if you're being funny or not and then or go see a professional such as myself like when i go on stage it's clear everything i'm talking about is funny is not funny is is meant to be funny right 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 but i'm real and you know all right I go on stage and I a lot of times will tell the audience because, you know, I'm improvising. I go, you can bet I will say something stupid just because I'm a man, but I will not say anything ignorant because that's not in me. There's nothing in me. I'm never worried about a slip of something ignorant. You know, the broadcaster about three weeks ago did, um, I forgot exactly what it was said. It was gay derogatory. And he was captured on air doing it. And oh, I remember he, got that, yeah. he got fired. But his thing was, which I loved, and they all do this, whether they're caught on Facebook or social media or a broadcast, whatever, they all do the same thing. And what do they do? That's not me. That's not <laughs> me. And the thing is, it came out of your mouth so easy. If I ever said anything like that, if I ever did, I would immediately, immediately go, where did that come from? I've never said that before. I'd be like outraged at myself. Right. That being said, these people, that guy, for example, had to be told that he was on the air saying that. Then he got contrite. And it's like, come on, man. You right. know, um, but, you know, when you do your shows, you can do any, you know, Jeff Tweedy does this. Um, he's really funny, such as yourself. You know, you on stage, you say funny things and you're funny and it'll work. But social media, again, sometimes it lays flat. But sure. you, such as myself, are not an ignorant man. You're a man. Something stupid's bound to come. Right. But you're not. You're never, ever going to say something ignorant. That's not who you are. It's not who I am. And so. When those people say, that's not who I am, well, you certainly did it with great ease. Right. And until you were called out, you know, you uh, <laughs> you had no remorse. It's just ridiculous. Uh, By the way, one of the reasons I don't play guitar on stage is I don't want to offend. <laughs> <laughs> we interrupt this regularly scheduled gristle-infested conversation. To give a special shout out to our friends at Fishman Transducers, makers of the Greg Koch Signature Fluence Gristle Tone Pickup Set. Can you dig that? And our friends at Wildwood Guitars of Louisville, Colorado, bringing the heat in the shadow of the Rocky Mountains. Well, let me ask you this. So, what I, you know, and I always say that I realize in these interviews, I always start, let me ask you this. But, uh, my, my question is, um, when did you start the fascination with the, with the guitar? Was it always a thing? Were you always oh, a... Oh, God, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I would say, like, I remember, I'll give you an example, and it's not really something that people look at and go, oh, that's where I go for my guitar. But early Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, the song, That's the Way of the World. Oh, I remember man. I couldn't wait... I couldn't wait to the guitar solo right. when I was a kid listening on the radio and then for years now. And I've got that solo. Once I know how to do it, I'm going to really fucking have a ball with that yeah. because I've got it memorized. I just, and speaking of Luke, uh, Steve Lukather, 
I mean, my God, the first Toto album, I was like going, imitating every riff, air guitar, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I love, and I love B.B. King, uh, um, uh, you know, I love the blues Fleetwood Mac. I mean, they had three amazing yeah. guitarists. I mean, I just, the guitar, so, and by the way, you know who my first guitar god was? And this is, I mean, my first reel where I was like, I love the guitar and I've got to dive in. And it was, I was 14, maybe 15, I bought Breezen. Oh, well, George Benson. George Benson. And that sound led me to Grant Green. Uh, led me. To, my parents had Wes Montgomery albums. Okay. But the thing about a lot of Wes that he did with the Creed Taylor stuff was I didn't, as a kid, I wasn't hip to it. Like the orchestration sounded corny. Yeah, the strings and stuff. It's very, yeah. but, very smooth. But now when I listen to it, I don't even pay attention to that. I'm just right. all in on, on Wes. You know, right. his Riverside recordings are great because there's none of that orchestration. And by the way, there is a, I have it. I have it. It's on vinyl. It was an old uh, Verve thing that they put out where I think it was Verve, a CTI thing, um, where it's, it's those recordings without the orchestrations. Oh, cool. Just him and him and a trio. I mean, fantastic. Fantastic. So George Benson was like the that album, even though a lot of jazz people looked at that album as almost like the beginning of the Kenny G phase. Right. But but no, it's a great album. And then you I went backwards on George Benson, and the discoveries, of course, are remarkable. Sure. Um, and but he was the one that opened the door to blues and jazz and you know i've gotten to know buddy guy a little bit yeah, yeah. i even got him to he autographed the guitar for me and he said to me when he autographed it you spoke of that guitar he said i expect you to play this that's cool so that one is in my my den tv room with no amp and that's the one that i play while i'm watching tv you know to sort of sure. just do scales and stuff while I'm watching a football game or something. Um, but yeah, I love guitarists and I love, by the way, I love your playing. God, do oh, I love you. your playing. Sure. You. Sure. You know, love your playing. Um, yeah, I love guitar. So it's been since I was a kid, a love of it. And for me, it was air guitar. And then the first instrument I tried playing outside of piano. And I remember trumpet as a little kid, um, hold on, coming back. I get phone calls. Um, uh, is uh, um, uh, uh, the bass? I okay. thought it was ba I thought oh, I'll, I'll do bass. I took a bass with me to University of Miami. Didn't know what I was doing. Was messing around, but that was more of a. And it was like a bass that was worth like a hundred bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, an electric, you know, it just, uh, I love, I have great memories of that. I don't have it. I mean, I haven't had it for years, but I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm in love with the guitar. So what are there people along the way in your, in your, uh, uh, in your other career, <laughs> yes. Are, yes. There, are there people that we would probably be surprised that are fellow kind of guitar aficionados that you wouldn't think of that are buddies of yours? Like when you were living with Conan, he's kind of a guitar guy, isn't he? Conan's a big guitar guy. Conan, Conan is the one that really got me into. I've always liked, always liked them, but really got me into um, uh, Led Zeppelin. Like because he's he was an affectionate auto. I mean, we we go do to the local laundromat and do our laundry, and he had a little cassette player. Boom, you know, Led Zeppelin two or whatever, and I fell in love with that. And then, by the way, discovering that the first album is all telly is yeah. like, give me a break. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then, you know, and then he played it on stairway to heaven, which is, you know, um, so yeah, Conan would be one. Um, there's a few others. Uh, Conan is someone, you know, uh, Vivino and I talk about, you know, Conan and, you know, he's going to come on our show too. Um, we have the, he has that much, you know, we want anyone look, 
I'm sure other people play guitar or like guitar. Uh, John Manfrolati, who you w- probably wouldn't know, uh, he's, he was on Everybody Loves Raymond, a recurring part, and he's a stand-up okay. for years. We started together. He loves the Les Paul. He has so many Les Pauls. Ah. His, dog's na- his dog's name is Gibson. So <laughs> I know that he's a, a, a nut for that. But in general... No, I don't like, I don't go, well, I'm trying to think. There's a writer on the Goldbergs who loves left-handed guitars, uh, uh, but he plays right-handed, so go for it. No, So there's yes. no spirited jam sessions going on in the trailer with various... No, there isn't. But by the way, if there was a band, like if I ever joined a band, to be honest, I'd want it to be me and a bunch of 20-year-olds. <laughs> what I mean by that is... I'd want to play like Clash kind of music. I'd want to slam my telly and really rock out. And it would stay I, in tune. Yeah, yeah yes. Uh, but other than that, I think that if I got together with some comedians and we put together a band, that's just goofball shit. Now, I don't mind like in a garage, like playing and enjoying it. But in terms of anyone looking at us, you just look like a tool. That's what I think. <laughs> I really do. I think, here, let me put this here. Just setting it down for a second. No, yeah. we're good. Um, um, uh, anyhow, uh, um, yeah, I, I, you know, look, I make fun of it. Look, you, I know you're this way. When you were in high school, you made fun of the tools, made fun of the douches. That, and, and people, see, that's the thing, by the way, that I have with comedy, is have noble targets. And anyone who went into comedy for the right reasons was an outsider in high school. Sure. To whatever degree. I had a weird high school. I was the most popular kid in school, but I was in every clique. Do you know what I mean? Like the nerds, this, that, and the other thing. So I wasn't like, and I did play football and stuff, but I didn't, uh, I I wasn't a mean-spirited, and I'm not a mean-spirited guy, but there is the just pointing out how douchey something is. There's right. so much. Did you just yawn like that? Oh my God, Paulie Brown! We heard that spirited yawn. <laughs> Maybe a little. By the way, how ironic with my with my uh, subject matter that he's doing this. Oh, but the best and thing we got way, going is that my play. my hat matches his shirt, so I think we're good. Uh, but. By the way, I truly find that funnier than anything because I don't know what his night was night sleeping. I don't know what he had to dealt with deal with this morning, and I don't have an ego about it. I actually love that you let out maybe the most powerful yawn in the history of man. I'm not going to lie to you. That was an epic yawn. That, that was, was uh, epic. That, that, that was a Rocky Mountain yawn. Rocky Mountain yawn. Which is, which while with guitars... Wildwood guitars are designed to be played during Rocky Mountain yawns. That's exactly correct. Actually, it's the, it's the, uh, the intended vocalization of any spirited jam on a said Wildwood guitar. <laughs> I think Wildwood, Wildwood really, and if you want to put my face on it, I'm in. Not that I even smoke weed anymore, but Wildwood should have their own weed. <laughs> well, there, there is no a... Doubt about, no doubt about it. You're in Colorado, man. By There's the way, a dispensary someone... near Wildwood called Starbuds, and they've got the, the kind of Starbucks logo and so on and so forth. Oh, really? Starbuds. Yeah, I love it. And by the way, I take weed every night. I do an edible of Indica, which helps me sleep, um, uh, which not only helps, I need it to sleep. Yes. But, and I can't, because of my throat, smoke anything ever anymore. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, but it is a uh, delightful uh I can see as a musician that it might be interesting to uh, uh, smoke weed if you're improvising or experimenting. Well, back in the, see, I've, it's been, actually, this Saturday was my 25th sobriety birthday. So I have, I have not indulged in quite some time, but back in the day, know, I didn't know you were sober. I'm sober too. My sober is, is, uh, is, um, sugar. Oh, okay. I got you. Yep. Yeah. And I also have a little bit of spending addiction. There you go. Wildwood. Uh, and, uh, and <laughs> I'm looking at you addiction. Wildwood. Yeah, no, I, I'm an addict too, man. I'm sober. And so congratulations, 25 years. Yeah. 25. By the way, when, 
okay, dig this. So I've been sober for a long time and I, you know, I am always concerned about how any addictive thing will get to me. For right. example, I, my office used to be at the farmer's market here in L.A., and the French restaurant, the Sommelier, I don't think I'm saying that right, woman in charge of the wine, wanted me, I was, I'm not even an expert in wine, but every day at lunch, she'd give me two glasses of wine, like half glasses, tell me what I think. I began to look forward to it. So, boom, I stopped it. Now, uh, I'm doing, hold on, everything Okay. Hold on, my assistant's coming. My master assistant, Holly. Hold on. Where is she? Hold on. Hold on, there she is. There she is. Of course. What was there something going on? I need to pay them or? No, I need to get into your email. So they're trying to reset your app. All right, give me one second here. And no worries. Hold on. I like it. We're getting her done. It's a good one. We're getting some good stuff. And you are capturing the video too, just in case, right? Yeah. yeah. I like it. That was funny. <laughs> Your epic yawn. You're great. Right, I'm back. I'm back. No, no, it's all right. It, you know, it is. What it is. All right, What's so going on? So what I was saying, oh, no, it's just they got to, they're doing the alarm shit. Gotcha. Um, but, but, but to tell you, so then I did the view um, about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. And Whoopi Goldberg, um, I was telling her about my sleep problems, anxiety, this anxiety, that she took me into her um, dressing room and turned me on to Indica and Sativa, explained them. Right. And from that moment on, she, you know, turned me on to Indica, which has been nothing but a positive in terms of my well-being. Right. Um, dig it. So, but I was scared that maybe I'll become addicted or it'll lead to something. You know, look, I don't believe in that, that uh, what do they call it, the entrance drug or what do they call it? Uh, gateway. Gateway. No one smokes weed ever and goes, you know, maybe I should put a needle in my arm. Right. Yeah. That's never, ever, ever happened. If exactly. someone's going to put a needle in their arm, they could be eating chocolate cake before that. Exactly. Not, right. Point being is what I discovered was I could go a month or two, not think about weed and not have it and be fine. So I realized it wasn't something that, went into me in an addictive way. Sure. You know, you got to know. So uh, I was able to do that. But I don't drink. I don't uh, I do not uh, do any other, I don't do any other kind of drug per se, you know. Yeah, but, it's kind of funny. I, I usually, I don't let anybody know that. Usually, I mean, if people ask me, like, oh, you want something? I usually say, you know, it makes me break out in handcuffs or something. Yeah. Kind of funny. <laughs> you loser. But I thought, you know, 25 years, I'm going to say it. You know what I'm saying? 25 yeah. years. No, well, not that I, way, you know, it's one day at a time, as they say, but, you know, I thought 25 years way, is good. But by the way, man, drinking and weed, I mean, drinking leads to uh, violence, uh, screaming matches, uh, uh, um, car accidents, murder, if you will. Weed, you just don't get things done. Right. <laughs> that's the difference so that's why california and and colorado are peaceful places right exactly People and by the way here's proof of it colorado has such a mixture unlike um california which is mostly liberal uh colorado has some extreme areas between the both and they all get along yeah yes that's all so maybe what you're saying is in this day and age of people at loggerheads, they just need to imbibe in the herb superb and peace. Well, by the manifest. way, or, or the, the attitude of the herb superb, right. which you have, even though you don't do it. Correct. You know, live and let live, man. That's I'm like, with you. That's like the thing. That's why I can't get into politically 
either side. I'm on no side. I'm on a side of what's good for human beings. What's good to keep our culture and our and our lives growing. Uh, I don't care what politically you have to say. I want to know what do you have to say about that? Oh, you yeah. know. So well, you know, it's an interesting thing. I mean, obviously, it's a very touchy subject. I don't engage in any kind of. Uh, political opinions online, and some people are like, well, you should really stand up. I'm like, listen, no, I'm a, I'm a bringer of the light. I'm trying to make people of whatever persuasion By the way, stop and just kind of say life is good. You know what I mean? You and I are bringing the light, are easing people's pain. Doesn't mean we, have, we don't have political views, but nobody wants to hear our political views. That's the point. It's like, I'm entitled to it, but right. Why? What good does it do? Right. I, my good to the world is bringing comedy. That's how I contribute. And so me spewing shit right and left. And, and I know people, by the way, I'm not going to say who or whatever, who do what I do, who've kind of lost their way. Here's right. the thing. If I can make politics funny, great. I can't. <laughs> and I know it. You know, everyone came down on Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan right. didn't avoid politics. Jim Gaffigan is like you and I, bringing the light. That's what he's about. Well, right. he's watching the Republican convention on Twitter. He just went apeshit. Right. And I, all good, man, all good. But the basic premise is I'm here, you're here to have a good time and bring the light. Doesn't mean I'm not voting. You bet I'm voting. And you right. bet that I'll have discussions with my friends in right. private. Exactly. No one cares what I think. I'm with you. I know you are, pal. I am with you, bye, Jimmy. And Very by the way, times. again, if I ever do a talk show, it's your band. I'll tell you what, we're ready. We are I know ready you are. And poised. Well, well, by the way, no fucking around, though. We should do some gigging. Absolutely. When it I'm comes, in. Yes, we will. We'll do some Midwest gigging. We'll do a, a Milwaukee... Awesome. Chicago, uh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, uh, maybe Toby's from Toby's a Minneapoliser. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can do like a, a little Midwest, like a half a dozen shows. We can have fun. I'm in. What, what are you saying, Polly Brown? Yeah, maybe you we should restart it. Go ahead. Should we take this opportunity to have a group yawn? Would that be appropriate at this We'll take this opportunity for a group yawn. Literally right after we're done today. I, I have a, you ready? Are your upload speeds a little dicey? We're good? Okay. Uh, I, what I'm doing, really, like, within five minutes uh, of finishing this, I have a guitar lesson. Oh, excellent. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So, so you're gonna learn some more some more moves for the road show. Some more moves. I'm getting my uh, blues everything down. Excellent. Yeah. You no, know, it's interesting during the uh, the the COVID respite here. You know, we've been doing a lot of live streams and so on and so on. I've been writing a lot of uh, uh, re returning to the vocal tunes, and I find myself either. Talking about pests, we had a bat in the house. Uh, there was some situation with some daddy long legs up at the family cottage. Or else it's more scatological humor uh, about the toilet paper and so on and so forth. So I find it's a very strange series of inspiration that I'm getting uh, during this COVID respite. Well, Either scatological or the animal kingdom. You are inspired by what is around you, whether it's daddy long legs or your delightful son or... Yes looking out inside, going inside and having the breeze hit you, you know? Um, yeah. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do, man. That's it. And maybe you would end your show. You would come up with a bunch of tunes now and you're in this uh, period of time, learn some lessons, get a couple new stunts in there. At the end, you just extemporize blues songs. I think that would be hysterical. It might be, but I think one is plenty. <laughs> Well, you could do one every night, but the, the lyrical thing would change. Yeah, well, you know, if I wanted to improvise a blues song, you know. Yeah. I have an idea that I want to talk to you about, and I'm not going to talk to you about it here. All because right. 
it might be something that you're way into and we could have really a great time with. I like it. Uh, but, it but it's something that we'd have to keep secret until it was released. I'm in. Yeah, I know you're in. You're just a you're just a champ, man. I do what I can. Doggone it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you in are you you're I assume you're in Wisconsin. I am indeed. I'm in uh in Wauwatosa in the Milwaukee area. And uh we've been doing I do four live streams a week, and then every other week we do a fifth live stream with the band. So we're doing that this Saturday. So every other Saturday what time? Do, uh five PM Central Time. And it'll be on my three YouTube channel. Yeah. And um, oh, good. Well, that's good to know. I'll try and I'll try and um, do that. You know, I um, used to have a puppet theater in Waukesha. Oh, no kidding. I am kidding. Yes, <laughs> I didn't, I've never had a Any, puppet theater. Anything can happen in Waukesha. It's the well, whole that's, of fall. I almost wore that t shirt today. Anything can happen in Waukesha. Um, yeah, it's a true statement. By the way, you know what I'd love to do with you? I would love to do with you, and Wildwood maybe should film, even though it's not uh, guitar-oriented. You and I going to the Dells. Come on, man. That is Uh, You know what I mean? It's basically a floor show of life for you and I to comment on. You know, I will say one small downer about that is the Tommy Bartlett water ski show just went under as a result. No. Yeah, the historical 75 years of Tommy Bartlett down wow. the tubes thanks to the wow. pestilence. A little bit of a downer. Uh, I know things are closing. There's a, a couple of restaurants here that it breaks my heart that have been here for 100 years. Yep. And it's like, oh, mm, oh, that's too bad. But we can still recover. We're still going to have fun. How about that yeah. weird White House that they have that's kind of like upside down or you know, that weird? Yeah. No, all of it. By the way, I've been going to, you know, from Chicago, I've been going to the Dell since I was eight. And the last time I was there was 20 some odd years ago. But I went with my brother and a group of my childhood friends. We went to the Dells and had a ball. Dells are always a good time. Always, man. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's it is beautiful, too. But the amount of goofballs. Come on, man. Oh, my you God. If you want to meet the America's overweight, you have two choices, Las Vegas or the Dells. Well, and the thing is, if you want to build your self-esteem, just go to the water park. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's where, it's, those, it's where the insecure go to build their self-esteem. They go to the Dells. That's a great T-shirt. The Dells, where the insecure go to create self-esteem. Exactly. And it's effective. It was very effective for you to bring the kids and be like, you know what? It's not so bad out here. No. No. <laughs> the only other person that would fit in with us walking around and, and is Bill Murray. Oh. Riddell's, you know. And I'm, I know, I, I mean, I've never, I mean, I've never, I mean, I've spent some time with him, but I've never had the moment or opportunity to go, hey, you ever go to the Dells? Oh, that would be good times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gotta find. I'll find that out. Actually, now, now, next time I bump into him, that's what I'm gonna ask him. Say, hey, Bill, we got an idea about a little yeah. excursion. Excursion, yeah. To a place in Wisconsin. It is a beautiful. Maybe state, I should Wisconsin. write. Maybe I should write a movie that takes place in the Dells. Yes. That's well, there would have to be a brief respite in Waukesha, though, at the at the puppet theater. Well, that's <laughs> where uh, anything can happen. The owner of the puppet theater goes on a little respite to the Dells to engage in self-esteem building. We're done. By the way, <laughs> by the way, I would go to Waukesha for the financing because <laughs> anything can happen. Anything can happen in Waukesha. I've got a movie about the Dells. <laughs> 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 I'm going to spread the word in Hollywood. You got a problem uh, project? Head to Waukesha. It'll That's happen. Right. Exactly. It'll get done in Waukesha. In Waukesha. Waukesha, yeah. The I home of Lester Paulfus. By the way, I performed in Waukesha. There was a comedy club many moons ago in Waukesha. I'm not making up. I believe it. And the guy who owned the club there, he owned a club in Waukesha and Milwaukee. So you went up and you did one and the other. 
Uh, the, the only thing weird about Waukesha, it's one of those places where you better make sure you got good directions because the roads are twisting and turning and it's the they, they you will get lost. Sense. You will get lost in Waukesha and you'll be driving well, around aimlessly. By the way, what I can do when I get financing for my Dell's movie is have a second movie called Getting Lost in Waukesha. Oh, yeah. I like but that's such a that's such a no brainer. I can get that financed in the Dells. <laughs> exactly. One hand yeah. washes the other. One municipality washes yeah. the other. Yeah. Now, I went to school in beautiful Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Have you ever been up in those uh, in, the, in those regions? The I have. Been. I've been I've been all over Wisconsin for sure. My kids went to camp all over Wisconsin. Oh, I believe you that. know the upper reaches of all of it. Yeah. Yes. It's a glorious state. It does have. By the way, I'm. And by the way, I'll tell you where I'm going when I go back to Chicago. I'm getting in my car and I'll meet you at the broad stop. I like it. I will meet you at the broad stop, my friend. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Love that broad. You gotta. You know what? I'm a big fan of the broadwurst. Although, uh, you know what? I might have you come a little bit farther north, and we'll make you. There is my favorite block. block. My favorite brat place is actually a place called Carl's Country Market in Germantown, Wisconsin. Well, by the way, on our when we do a tour, we'll do we should really do forget forget Minneapolis. Blow that up. Let's do <laughs> Don't say that. Do, do <laughs> it's too soon for that. No, let's do a northern Illinois slash Wisconsin tour. I'm like in. Do a couple gigs in like in in, in Chicago uh, and then Milwaukee, Waukesha, Germantown, all of it. I don't care. And we should actually do. You know what the truth is? When you and I need to really work out, like your band, like we're preparing for something. Let's do a bunch. Like let's do twenty five shows over three weeks in that area. In terms of small bars, you know, like all, a, a cookie place. A place that sells cookies. We play in front. No, I'm just saying we should just. How about do... the Kringle Factory? How about the ONH Kringle Factory? Are you hip I to the Kringle? the ONH Kringle Factory? But no, I'm not even kidding here. I would love to. It's a perfect post-pandemic tour. I'm in. And I will stay at every motel, motel Six along the way. <laughs> well, they will keep the light on for you, as they say. They, they do. They keep it on for me. And while I was sleeping, I'd say, "Can we turn it off?" Nope. Nope. Keeping it on for you. Can't be done. Can't be done. This we have no we Motel 6, it's in the permanent on switch. There's no switches on the walls. So you can clap and it'll go off for a second and go back on again. So it's this, yeah. this thing. It fools you. It fools you. It's a situation. Yes. Fine. Well, listen, my friend, thanks so much for spending time with us today. It was an absolute blast. Well, by the way, I would love to come on to do a show. Well, here's the thing. All right, I'm going to tell you this. I just yesterday had a meeting with my agents. I'm going to be doing two new podcasts. One is a return of my old podcast, which is called, by the way, Jeff Garland in conversation with blah, blah, blah. I saw some of your guests. They were, it's like the who's who of the who's who of the. Yeah, I've had, some, I've had some really great guests, but I'm also going to be doing a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast, Aha. which um, so we're all we're working all the details out now, but love to have you on on my uh, By the Way podcast. I'd love to do it. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, like I told you, Jimmy Bovino and I, you'd be great on our show with us. Oh, I'd love it. I love Jimmy Bovino. I've been really. Oh, he, Jimmy's the best, the best guy. By the way, I mean, I know so many famous guitarists, great guitarists, and I'd say you and Jimmy are the personality plus of <laughs> guitarists. You're just the guys that you'd want to hang out with. Um, you know, I know. I mean, I. I don't want to start just listing names of people, you know, uh, uh, that, um, that that I know. But there are some like, um, or I'll give you one. Uh, uh, um, uh, um, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, but anyhow, yeah, you and Jimmy are um, are uh, uh, yeah, 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 the best. Well, I'd like to hang out. With, I've never actually hung out with him when I was. Uh, oh, God, the three of us talk about a guy who'd be great in the Dells with us, too. It's my man, Vivino. He's the best. He's like, by the way, 
let me just forget Vivino. I love Vivino. But Greg, seriously, you are the best. The best guy, the best musician. Just you're the best. You're the best of what makes life worth living. Oh, and I thank you. Truly an honor to be on the show with you today. Likewise, my friend. Thanks so and much for and, joining us. And to be on anything affiliated with Wildwood Guitars, also a big thumbs up. All right. Thank you sure. very much. You're a gentleman and a scholar. And we'll talk soon and we'll go to the Dells. All right. Enjoy your good luck. So I'll talk to you later. All right. Take it easy. Have a good one. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. Special thank you to Wildwood Guitars of Louisville, Colorado, and the Mighty Fishman Transducers for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed yourself, ladies and gentlemen, please subscribe and review so that people can get the word out that this is worth experiencing. Can you dig it? Thanks again. We'll see you soon, or you'll hear me soon.